Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, welcome back to Supercoach Edge. We finally, finally got footy back in some form, <laughs> albeit. Match simulations mm. that were filmed, uh, unfortunately, with a virtual potato in two pixel quality and on a tilt equivalent to, uh, you know, the cameraman's, you know, standing on the side of a mountain and filming. But hey, it's footy nonetheless. Now, Liam, have you recovered from the vertigo and dizziness since watching the games? Barely. I've never oh. felt, I never felt so seasick watching a game of footy before. Um, <laughs> but it is, it is great having footy back. I used to, it was like, I mean, this is probably showing my, not showing my age, but. I don't know what it is like nowadays, but back in the day when you did your hazards test, um, yes, for, for your license, I swear that was filmed with a potato <laughs> and then it was shown on a microwave um, <laughs> because that was, but that was what it was like. That's what it felt like. You were like, that was a technology at the time. Was, yeah. And that's what think- apparently KO's technology was this time. Yeah. It's forgivable at oh, the time. That was a style yeah. at the time, but nowadays <laughs> where you can actually shoot things in 4k, which they don't, which is annoying. But like shoot at 1080p, like the normal, like here I am talking like a bloody complete videography nerd that I am. Literally I am. Yeah, but well, yeah. Yeah, it kind of makes sense. But yeah, it's uh, just so frustrating because here we are, we get our first taste of footy and we tune in and you can kind of, it was at the point where it was, I know that the Essendon Gold Coast game, mm. that was beyond farcical. That was absolutely crazy. The Carlton Collingwood one that I tuned in first and foremost for because I just wanted to get a fix of my baggers. But that wasn't too bad, I must admit. But I tried mm. to tune in to the Gold Coast Essendon one. No. Woo! And I can tell, Liam, you've got a bit of a sway about yourself. Yeah, no, I think I'm still that. feeling it. I'm still feeling it. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah, but uh, you know what? Just before we kick off, just wanted to throw open the chance to uh, name my team for oh, another few weeks. So there was a good, yes. few good, yeah, there was a few good entries that I liked, uh, including Meritorious and On Its oh, Merits. Yes. Um, that was good. I like that. Yeah, I like those. I like both of those. Um, but I just want to see, like, 
let's just see what other options there are. So those two are definitely clubhouse leaders at this stage. So if you want to name my team um, with a with a Don's player pun, chuck it in the comments and I'll I'll pick the best one. I'll, I will. I'll, I'll let the people decide my team name. <laughs> <laughs> this the people year. will vote. <laughs> exactly. And, until until uh, maybe maybe narrow it down to maybe two or three. And then maybe put up to a yeah, poll. Yeah, I'll give a nice short list. Yeah, maybe? I'll give a nice short list. I like that. And then when the poll's halfway through, you can do the old Donald Trump and be like, stop the votes. Stop yeah. the votes. Stop the count. <laughs> and when, when, I, when the count comes through that I don't like, just be like, nah, it's rigged. It was rigged. Yeah, it's rigged. Yeah. Although Elon all those Musk postal. Is a, yeah. <laughs> Elon Musk <laughs> is, a, is All those postal votes. All those postal votes. We've got to wait for the people sending. All yeah, the dead yeah, people who voted on my. <laughs> But your team name, it's it's in that high demand. Makes exactly. sense. Exactly. But uh so yeah, over oh. to you, the good folk of the super coach community. Uh yep. but uh let's let's jump into it, Damon. Yeah, look forward to that. But yeah, on the the agenda for today's episode, we'll be discussing, of course, all the games, uh all the match practice games, as well as the uh the intra clubs that weirdly enough, Bulldogs and the Giants only did themselves. So it's like, no, 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 we, we don't want to mingle with you other folk in the competition. We just want to keep it in house. Mm. Just kind of, we're kind of uh, in line with Bevo. He's a bit of a, bit of a nutter at times. Sorry, <laughs> don't come and punch me in the head. If you listen to this Bevo, but um, we'll, we'll be discussing all of those games. So who stood out in terms of performances, mm. who faltered and point out other important areas, such as obviously player positions and more, but um, yeah, I don't know about you, Liam, but it's probably left me with more questions than mm. answers following these games. Yeah. You and I both, mm. I, Reckon my team's changed more in the last. Uh, when did the when did those games happen? Last Friday, Thursday, yeah. Friday. I reckon they've changed more in that time than it did in the past two, three months before that. So, yeah, definitely, definitely. But uh, as always, uh, you can keep up to date with all things Supercoach on our socials uh, on Twitter at Supercoach underscore Edge, Damon at, at DamoJ88, myself at, at Liam Evans underscore ninety five, Facebook, Instagram, uh, and what else? TikTok and TikTok, YouTube. of course. Yeah, of course. Supercoach Ed, search it. You'll find us there. And don't forget to, to like and subscribe on YouTube. Um, we're, we're edging ever closer to that 500 milestone. Yes. Well, we will be doing that little bit of a special, mm. super juicy giveaway. Yes. Uh, special. <laughs> it will be special. So uh, make sure to jump on board and support us. We are obviously a very, um, very appreciative uh, for every, every subscriber that we get. Uh, but also a reminder about our Supercoach Edge group for those that haven't joined already. It's free to do so. And we have a Supercoach Championship ring uh, who have come on board again as a sponsor for season 2023. So thank you to the good folk at Supercoach Championship ring. So check out the website. And I mean, they've got a whole array of different uh, different rings you can do. Even customizable ones. Mm. Amazing. Maybe yeah. this one we'll look into next year potentially. Maybe, yes. Um, which I keep forgetting about. And then uh, they, they just... Like, here you go, have a ring. And very, very nice of them to do so. So that is up for grabs for the leader come the end of the season. So the code to join our Supercoach Edge group is 249149. So it's pretty easy to remember, 249149. And likewise, Liam, it's probably a good time for the special announcement that we're once again offering some juicy extras when it comes to Supercoach Edge for season 2023 in the form of our Patreon. So we're going to be running a cash league for the top tier, which holds the outright top prize at this stage of $200. And that is if we can get a minimum of eight people to fill the league. If we can fill it to say 10, 16, 18, or even 20, then the top prize will of course be expanded. So 
you know, jump on board and uh, mm. the more the merrier in this case. Definitely so um, when it comes to the uh, the top prize. And likewise, like we did last season, we're going to be running a consolation prize raffle among the remaining coaches who unfortunately fell short. Uh, so if you had a shock over a year and finished outside finals, or even if you finished stone motherless last, you're going to have a chance of walking away, technically a winner. And even yeah. better, if you finished outside the finals, you get two entries into the raffle. So limited to 18 spots only. So getting quick. So last year we did have a bit of a giveaway for the exclusive, uh, which I'm not worried. I probably should be, should be. I am. Out. Oh, you are. Oh, look at this. We didn't even, didn't even organize didn't even this. Plan that. Sorry. I should give myself a bit of a slap on the wrist, a slap on the back didn't of the head. Didn't even plan that. Actually, I've got it beneath my Carlton. Ah, uh, yes. Carlton jumper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nuffy-esque. Uh, I'll just, I'll stick with that. But yeah, the, the Last year, we did give away uh, one of those shirts. There was two different yep. variants. Um, so we may potentially be giving that away or maybe something different, maybe a hat, Ooh. maybe something else. Uh, yes. But yes, that will be uh, the sort of extra incentive for those who unfortunately didn't take out the league. So you're a winner nonetheless, or at least an extra chance to be a winner. Always a winner. Always, Always a winner with us. Uh, other, other benefits among the tier and uh, that tier and the lower tier is uh, you'll earn yourself a shout out on the podcast. You'll get exclusive early access to our podcasts, access to an exclusive room on our Supercoach Edge Discord, where you can send us questions during the season about anything you'd like to pick our brains about, from trade questions, favorite foods, <laughs> um, what what we're doing on the weekend, yeah, yeah. Uh, anything you like, anything, and anything else. You know what you want to know about? Have a chat. We'll uh, we'll have a yarn about it. Uh, but we've always, uh, sorry, we've also created a deliciously special, delicious mm. Super Coach Discord group where there'll be a deliciously special prize <laughs> at the end of the Super Coach Rainbow. Access <laughs> to the lower tier is five dollars fifty and fifteen dollars for the exclusive Super Coach Cash League. For more info, head to patreon.com forward slash Super Coach Edge. But without further ado, Damon, let's uh, let's kick off with the first match sim in Geelong versus Hawthorne. We'll do it live. Fuck it. I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live. Yes, this is uh, <laughs> the first game, which you'd think long-standing rivals, great battles between the two, different kettle of fish nowadays, uh, as you'd expect. Mm. Uh, probably oh, reigning premiers, no doubt, in the Cats, but the Hawks will be contending. The only thing they're going to be contending for is the spoon, unfortunately. Uh, the poor Hawkers, just because of mm. Sam Mitchell has absolutely just ripped the guts literally yeah. out of uh, out of the Hawks. Their engine room is just um, bereft of, of experience. But uh, there was a few talking points to take mm. away from this game and top of the list, uh, pleasingly for someone like myself. I'm not too sure if you had him in your team, Liam, or if you now got him in your team. Oh, is he in it my team Bose, now? I think he quickly. is now. I think he might be. Yep. Yep, Jack Bowes. So, pleasingly, he only played, I think it was about half the game, uh, and he did split his time between midfield and forward. Uh, but I must say, before he was actually rested for the remainder of the match, he looked absolutely elite. Mm. And, you know, we're going to need to watch his role in the next matchup. As, you know, you have to say, they were playing against an inexperienced Hawthorne outfit, so probably skews it a smidge. Uh, but nonetheless, I think the fact that he got ample minutes in the engine room is, yeah. uh, is something that I was looking for as a prospective owner. And I'm super happy with that. There's been a few rumors as well. I saw on big footy, but it is big footy at the end of the day. So <laughs> probably in terms of, um, credibility, it's going to be 
big fat zero. But some have suggested that it potentially he was pulled from the game due to a niggle. Mm. Um, I haven't heard anything. And Never. surely if that was the case, they there's there's no reason for Geelong to hold those cards close to the chest. I mean, Jack Henry injured his foot. I think it's now just come out that he's going to require surgery as well, unfortunately for him. Um, so mm, interesting. Mm. Interesting. But um, yeah, one to keep a look at. Absolutely. Uh, the next up, we have the other recruit in uh, Tanner Brune, and he also looked very good when he was run through the middle. But you'd think a full-time role there yeah. come the season proper is probably a little bit ambitious when the Cats are at full strength. So uh, whilst it did look good, I don't think he is one to really hang your hat on. Um, and I think he's an awkward price as well from memory. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, he had the most CBAs for the Cats. Mm, which he did. By what, 16.7% from the next highest, which was Holmes with 50%. So you'd probably expect that to change. Um, yeah, 66.7 is not bad, yeah. but you'd think, yeah, there was a few missing from uh, their engine room. And yeah, they'll um, obviously be, be second fiddle, third fiddle almost. Definitely. But uh, moving on to another another notable player who a lot of us have in our teams at the moment, and it is Tomcat Stewart. So he was just no way of, of saying this otherwise. He was just his usual impressive self with uh, his intercept prowess across the three quarters. He did play before he was managed by the Cats. So uh, a bit of a bit of a tick there um, of affirmation for those of us who already have him in our teams. And then this next guy, he's an interesting one and one that I actually wrote off, I'll, I'll admit, because <laughs> I laughed at Um because I think he's he's always been on the outer, and I was very surprised that Cass actually opted to keep him. It is Radaglia, um, but as we've mentioned in previous episodes, the Cats trialed him in defense in the VFL, and to great effect. So he was played there in defense again in this uh, practice game. And yeah, again, he stood out uh, for all the right reasons. The other part, which I mentioned before, Jack Henry actually went down with what uh, I think is an ankle injury and mm. he's been ruled out for, I think it's, what was it, six to eight weeks or something potentially at a guess. He's gone in for surgery anyway on his... Uh, yeah, so you'd expect him to be... A, was it ankle or foot potentially? I don't know was now. It foot? Uh, it was lower it leg. Was. <laughs> uh, foot specialist, sorry. Yes, I apologize. But ankle, foot, whatever it is, it's all the same thing. <laughs> uh, but yeah, anyway, he's... Uh, yeah, so he's he is out for a little while, mm. uh, unfortunately for him. But that also does bode well for Radaglia, um, because yeah, he could virtually just slot into into his spot. Yeah, as a relatively cheap forward ruck as well with that DPP. If you have him up forward and you've got Madden as R three, you could potentially just because a lot of people are thinking, oh, should I have Darcy in you know R two for example, and then have someone else in the forward line I can swing to, and hopefully Gorn gets the DPP that I can use to swing, or vice versa. Like now, our prayers have been answered so early on, and yeah, Henry was also being played up forward. Uh, you've mentioned here as well, Liam, um, mm. as a replacement for Hawkins, who's going to miss some early games. So you know, in terms of that, Radaglia could potentially play up forward as well, as we know, um, probably not to to good effect going by previous uh, seasons, but. Who knows? It adds an extra layer to him potentially as well. Yeah. I think that's the only concern that I have with him now is Henry going down might mean that he has to play forward potentially. I mean, if you've been playing... his brother as well. There's Oliver Henry as well. Yeah. Yeah, of course. I mean, I think there's definitely options. I mean, there's him, there's Shannon Neal off memory as well um, who could help cover for, um, for Hawkins. Um, for those couple of games that he's going to miss early in the season. Um, you'd expect that he probably still plays it in defense, um, Radaglia. So it should yep. be okay. 
but definitely one to consider with his forward ruck status. Um, could be could be quite interesting um, at his price point. Now let's move on to the Hawks. Um, not as many notable names here, uh, but potential cash cow. Uh, Josh Weddle, I think his name is, uh, promisingly ran across the wing and did his chances of a round one debut. Absolutely no harm. Uh, Day played uh, a majority of the midfield which and looks good alongside both Ward and uh, Newcomb as well. Warple, on the other hand, didn't stand out enough to catch the eye with the usual question mark over his poor disposal. Once again, a big factor here. I just don't think he's going to get... I just don't think he's... I mean, watch... Again, probably have to watch the next. Uh, he's going to have the opportunity, but it's just, mm. is he is he going to be able to take that next step? I mean, he had 56.7% CBAs. And again, looking at the Cats, like it, he wasn't playing necessarily against a super experienced yeah, lineup. Mm. I mean, you've got Brun, Brun, sorry, who had 66%. Holmes, 50%. Danger was the next best with 40%. Parf at 36. Guthrie, 33. Atkins, 30. Clark, 20. Bowers, uh, 13.3. So yeah, it's just, it's not like he was up against, I know they're the running premiers, but he wasn't up against like a gun midfield. So for him not to stand out is a bit of a concern there. Um, so yeah, one to watch, but probably in the, in the no basket at this stage, uh, in terms of the rock, there is uh confusion as to who will be the number one choice for the Hawks with Reeves now looking like the favorite when early signs suggested it could be Meek. With the ruck breakdown being Reeves seventy three point three percent, Meek sixteen point seven percent, and ten percent for Lynch. And just in terms of those game CBAs that we did provide, they are courtesy of Matt Forrest on Twitter, who has done God's work uh, oh, with absolutely. with all of the all of the stats that you need to know um, in terms of CBAs, and and I think he's doing kick-ins as well. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he's he's doing a mountain of work, and uh, comes across as a fellow stats nerd. So from stats mm. nerds to stats nerd. Uh, we appreciate your work, Matt. So definitely, thank you so much. Definitely give him a follow. Uh, let's find his. So his handle is at Matt, M-A-T-T, Forrest, F-O-R-R-E-S-T, 29 on Twitter. Give him a follow. Absolute gun. Now, Liam, the next game was the one, was the ver- we're going to title this the Vertigo game because it left you uh, pretty much sideways, just having to lay down for just on the flat, well, just on the floor, looking at the yeah. ceiling for a fair Actually, while. I watched it. I was sick on part of the weekend um, and watch this game. And it actually made me feel worse. Like actually <laughs> I had to stop watching the game. To, I had a migraine and it made it worse. Uh, but uh, I soldiered on, I soldiered on for the good focus, super coach edge. Uh, and let's kick off with, with my boys, the Dons. Number one, mm. number one, my boy Parrish led the CBAs yeah. with 78.3% and was as dominant as usual in the engine room. He's one that has now, I'm going to say, looks likely not likely to start my side, but has been one that I'm now considering a bit, bit more. Yeah. Um, the Don's early run is pretty decent and he likes to beat up on, on sort of weaker opposition. I want to say not that the Don's a super strong opposition for other teams, but um, sort of weaker midfields. And I think he might be in for a good year. Um, and he looked, looked, looked good. Looked good against the Gold Coast Suns. Uh, Ridley led the kick-ins, um, another one that's enticed me. But I don't think he'll start. I don't think I'll be picking him after after what he did to me last year with 43% <laughs> playing on from three of three and took some nice intercept marks. Uh, looks to be back in that role that uh, that he had prior to 2022, 
mm. uh, where he where he did have that nice little breakout. Uh, Menzi, uh, Jai Menzi is in definite line for a round one debut. I think if Don's Twitter is to go by anything, I think there's going to be a riot if he doesn't get named for round one, yeah. uh, snagging three goals in an impressive display. Um, I think he could be quite an interesting option because he's not just, I think from watching him, he's quite a, watching him and seeing what has been said about him during preseason, it looks like a bit of a pressure small forward. So hopefully he has a base with some tackling um, and just the pressure act. So could be, could be a good one um, mm. to look at, um, especially in the next next uh practice match uh Owen Davey um junior uh provided spark alongside Tipper with both kicking a goal um Davey will be another interesting one I think he potentially gets a spot I think he'll probably be playing slightly out of position he's not a small forward he's a more of a midfielder um but he'll probably provide that that pressure again but I just think he's probably going to be a tougher player to score well um, I think Menzies, I mean, Menzies 20, so a little bit older, um, I think might be a little bit more um, capable um, and potentially a better pick if you're going to go between the two of them. Obviously comes at a slightly higher price tag at 150-odd K in terms of Menzies. I like it. Was there any any other players that stuck out to you, Liam? Like in terms of the the Ridley pick, I was, mm. I was starting to factor him in. Um, but it's kind of like, oh, he's sort of in the same spot almost as Dacos. And it's like between him. That's the issue. Yeah. Yeah. Like how, how did he go? Were there any signs that he was better than, because I know Redmond was a bit of an issue last year with him eating into his intercept game. Yeah. I mean, Ridley there led the kick-ins. Does that suggest there that, as you, as you mentioned, he could potentially reclaim the scoring prowess that yeah. he had prior to last year? I think so. I think I'd want to see, I'd want to see the next practice match against Saints. Yeah, playing the same Saints. Um, see how he goes there. It's as you said. Uh, I mean, I've seen a few people on Twitter. They've dropped. They're, they're starting. You know, a Dacos and Ridley as their D one and D two. And mm. I mean, that's potentially not a bad option. Quite a lot of yeah. value there if Ridley can get back to that one ten average, which is capable of. Um, it's just risky. Um, mm. Like as an owner for the whole of last season. Uh, was quite frustrating because he, as you said, uh, Redmond kind of took over. Redmond, I didn't think played a super, I don't think he showed what he could play as. So it'll be interesting to see again how that midfield sort of all works together. Uh, sorry, that defensive unit all works together with McGrath as well playing defense. Um, I mean, he played in defense last year, but I'm just a bit worried about Ridley being the main distributor um, in the back line. But I think from the kick-ins, potentially, um, would be, yeah. Um, get that line share. The one player that I, I don't want to raise, but I'm just going to point out, Will Setterfield, three fifty k. I know this is going to hurt you, Damon. Had seventy three point nine percent CBAs on the weekend. Now there's no guarantees at his best twenty two. Um, like I don't think like when I look at starting midfield, it's really going to be Parish Merritt Shield. And it should be noted that Shield only had 34.8% CBAs and Merritt only had 47.8. So pretty low um, for both of those. So I wouldn't expect Setterfield to have 73.9% across the season. Um, but one to consider um, potentially. Um, we've seen that he can score well. And if he's given that role in the midfield, could be could be one to consider. A um, bit of a smoky. That hurts, Liam. <coughs> I'm choking. I'm choking on the prospect of not having it because I've always been a fan of setters and it annoys me that my club just so mm. willingly gave him up 
despite the fact they knew that I'll playing him out of position and we we're chatting about it prior to the, this episode recording. Yeah. And I recall back in 2020, he had a scoreline of like 88, 97, 102, 98, 115, you know, 50, bit of a down, downer. Then a 102, 82, 141, 97, 88, 107, 111. Those are all consecutive games. So he has yeah. the ability when played correctly, like he was that season. Uh, it's just annoys me. So yeah, maybe there is merit to it. Yeah, potentially. I like Could it. be smoky. I mean, again, it's just hard. It's hard with this preseason, these match sim really, and those not preseason games, they match sim because when it's what five quarters or well, not even quarters, five periods or four, yeah. uh, as opposed to, you know, four quarters and different, different times. Like it's, it's, it's really quite difficult to, to carry a lot of weight to how they, how they're structured up. No, he's definitely in one terms of, in terms of his numbers. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I don't mind it. Don't mind it. We'll uh, watch this space. Uh, let's move on to the sun side of things and a bit of a saving grace here. This, this guy first up, we've been crying out for defensive rookies, defensive cash cows mm. and Charlie Constable. He's come through the goods because he was the most notable mm. camped in defense, a bit of a change in role for him. And he took 57% of the kickouts. So the most for the suns and played on in all of them four and four. So uh, tick, tick, tick. He's, he's doing really, really well here. Uh, and looks to be, like I said, the cash cow have all been hoping he would be. Though we'll probably need to watch Powell and Weller and uh, their expected mm. return dates, of course, as they could potentially push Constable out of the best 22. And you noted that, Liam, and that was a very, very good pickup because we have to keep that in mind. Even though players are performing well, and especially those in new roles, you have to look into why they're being played in those yeah. roles. Is mm. it because another player is out, which in this case is a couple there. Um, so keep an eye on their expected return dates for sure. Yeah, I will say he looked, I don't know. I want to say he looked always good enough to hold his spot. Yep. If, but again, it, it's it's hard to say that. It's hard to say that without seeing it backed up again. Um, yeah, I'd be watching Powell and Weller, but if Constable's name for round one in, in, the, def, in, in the defensive line and Powell and Muller are playing, then yeah, definitely pull the trigger. Yep. Yeah, he's he's got a bit of a versatility about him as well. He is traditionally a midfielder, uh, has been played up forward as well at stages when he was at the Cats. So um, it's not the be all and end all. Uh, if those two do come back, if he is performing quite well, there is still a chance that he's going to be mm. pushed into a different position that he's more accustomed to. So, uh, but still, by the same token, yes, a very good pick up there. Keep that in mind. Uh, next up, we have Long, uh, who came from the Saints, of course, took the second most kickouts with twenty nine percent. And played on in both of those that he had. So uh, not many kickouts, as you can see there. But um, yes, he still had 29%. And we'll probably want to watch him in his next outing before picking him um, because he didn't really impress as much as what he could have potentially. Mm. Um, I know there's a few out there like Abdul, uh, Abs Magic, who was pretty keen on him. Uh, and he was let down, uh, unfortunately. Yeah. But yeah, don't write him off. And it isn't an official uh, preseason game. So see how he goes in the, the, the one coming up and um, yeah, assess from there, I guess. Uh, next up, we had a youngster, Humphrey, who looked quite composed in his first outing, but his role will probably mean he's likely limited in his scoring depending on his goal scoring ability. Took a couple of good good marks. Looked like he had some really good awareness as well. Mm. Chopped off a couple of uh, intercept marks. So uh, one to keep in mind. Uh, but then also another... Uh, was a stupid, stupid, sexy Flanders. <laughs> <laughs> Sam Flanders. He uh, he was he was uh, stupid and sexy uh, for the right reasons though, because 
He kicked two early goals, and one of which mm. was an impressive Daniel Wells-style goal, just a scissor kick out of uh, out of thin air. Uh, really impressive there. Good reaction time. And was switched between forward and mids, uh, and is mm. one to watch in the official preseason hit out to come. But keep in mind that without Took playing, we'll likely uh, see less mid time. Um, sorry, with, with Took playing. Um, yeah. He's, he's not going to really see as much opportunity, but I was a little bit disappointed. Playing here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Play, yeah. 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 Um, I, I, was, I was a little bit disappointed because I thought that he might have seen more mm-hmm. mid-time than what he actually got. Um, he's kind of a similar role to what he had last year, uh, even mm-hmm. though he's scoring all right, but yeah, I don't know. 8.7% CBAs. Yeah. I think he's a pass at this stage unless in the next preseason game he really – shows a lot more. Yep. Um, I think it's too risky. I think yeah. at his price, I don't know, he's probably, he's over 200. I can't remember how much he is exactly. I think it's probably 250 odd. Yeah. Yeah. There's probably better options um, as a forward mid that are probably cheaper even, um, yep. or even just as a forward. Um, it does give you the versatility of us as a forward mid, but I just can't see the role being super strong for him. He'd, I know we've seen him in the VFL. Um, app, oh, it's a v, yeah, VFL for, for Gold Coast. Yep. Um, yeah. killing it, but yeah, it's tough, tough, yeah. tough, tough. Uh, and just to note as well that uh, Ben King was load managed and didn't play, and likewise, Tookie, the running man Miller, due to a hamstring strain he sustained at training recently, that they said, "Oh no, it's not, it's not bad, it's not bad," and then came out. Uh, it was actually after we recorded our team reveal, made mm. us look like chumps, uh, <laughs> and they said that he's not going to play both preseason games. So thanks for that, Gold Coast. Um, but yeah, he's definitely one that we've uh, no doubt both considered Liam in, in both of our teams. We won't give away uh, as to what we've done yet, but yeah, he's, uh, his spot has been put up for reconsideration. Uh, but shall we move on to the next game? Let's do it. Uh, let's kick off with North, uh, North Melbourne against Richmond, but I think we might have, yeah, we'll kick off with North. Kick off with North. Uh, we saw Sheasel was outstanding in his first hit out playing across half forward and was in a player that I wasn't considering at all. I don't know why, but uh, may have yep. snuck into Same. my side. I can't remember if he has a uh, much. That's how many, that's literally how many changes I've made to my side. I don't <laughs> know who is in my side right now. Um, did make it into his way into it across the weekend at some stage though. Um, pushed up the ground, bit of two goals in the first quarter. I did fade a little bit later in the game, but he did finish with three goals. Um, Phillips, though, looks like an absolute lock. He played 66%, playing 66.7% CBAs as a key piece in North's engine room. I mean, we do probably have to keep in mind that who was missing? Uh, Cunnington? Simkin? Simkin wasn't playing. Yep. Um so yeah, there's a few players there yep. that weren't playing, but I mean, I don't think we have to probably worry too much. 66.7%. I don't think he's going to lose um, lots and lots um, of CBAs at this stage. Um, the other one with the most CBAs was LDU with 81.5% and was as dominant as he was in the back part of 2022. So I expect that he's going to continue that. Could be a good uh, a good breakout potential player. Obviously, if you're picking him at his price, you are picking him as a keeper um, and you are expecting him to be top 10 mid by the end of the season. Yeah, very nice. Um, the other one that, that stood out as well, um, unfortunately for me, because there's another guy that I, I wrote off, I'll admit, 
Uh, and it is Jay-Z just because he's been so up and down in recent years. But remember when he was playing out of defense and yeah. he, was, he was doing quite well. Well, that looks potentially like it's a blast from the past and he's gone back to defense because he had the most kickouts with 55% and played on from all five, whilst McDonald had 45% and played on from all of his four. So with Jay-Z especially, he's one to watch uh, because he's going to be awfully tempting if his defensive distributor role continues into the season proper. Oh, it's a, he's an awkward price as well. He's, like he's an awkward price. What, 70 odd or something? Something yeah. awkward thereabouts. But Really awkward. Um, I don't know if I can do it to myself. Um, and I don't know if it's a, if it's a, a thing that's going to be consistent. Like I still am unsure with Aaron Hall. Like there's so and Gotor as well. There's so many guys there that could they could play that role yeah. as distributor as kick and taker. Um, but yeah, I I don't from what I've I didn't I didn't catch this game. I have to admit. Um, from what I've heard though, it, he didn't look quite as good as he did in that. When was it? 2021 when he played yeah. the defensive line. So I'm probably tempering my expectations there. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully he puts in a stinker, so I'm not even tempted um, <laughs> out of his out of his next preseason outing. But we'll wait and see what happens there. Uh, just to round out North Melbourne, so the other guy who stood out uh, was Combin. Uh, he had some great moments up forward for North and Gota as well, who I spoke of. Um, did enough, did enough. Wasn't a complete standout, but uh, did enough in defence mm. uh, to be uh, kept watch on for the next game on this weekend across the preseason. And just for uh, for Richmond in terms of them, uh, no no uh, secret here. Taranto and Hopper, everyone had their eyes on him. Both of them had an equal 70.4% CBAs and were equally as dangerous as one another playing through the middle. And Taranto was probably extra potent just considering the fact that he floated forward as he did when he was at the Giants and kicked a couple of goals as well. So both of those guys at this stage, uh, no surprise, should be a lock, uh, lock and load for both of these dudes. Good to know that those two are two are looking good. Um, been locked in my side all, all preseason. So I feel somewhat vindicated so far. But I mean, it was just against North, so we have to be yep. a little bit mindful. That's true. Um, <laughs> anyway, let's move on. Your mob against Collingwood. Hey. 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 Hey, hey we got to win. We got to win as well. I don't know. It was like 10 points or something. Hey. Start of the season hey. on the right foot. <laughs> That's what you need. That's what yep, you need. Exactly. Uh, I'll kick off because I'll talk about Collingwood, um, my favorite team. Uh, let's kick off. And actually, Nick Dacos, Nick, Nick Dacos, switched between mid 52% and defense 48%. And his pressure acts were off the chart, and he is in my side. He's in my side. I know that one. I know that one. Uh, (laughs) I think I picked him up before this, and then this kind of indicated it, knowing that he had that mid, that mid role i am i will say i'm a little bit concerned as to whether he can finish i think he might have some variability in his scoring and probably is susceptible to a bit of a tag early on yeah um which will be concerning i think though the number of people that have him in your in their sides is going to outweigh is going to reduce that mitigate that risk of of him so i'm not too concerned by it um i think he could and i just think if he can continue that mid time will be be very 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 juicy. Um, Mitchell, on the other hand, spent various stages up forward, um, swung there with Elliot, among others. A bit worrisome, if you ask me, um, especially if he continues that in the next practice match. So definitely one to watch. It seems a weird choice, though, by 
by McRae, if I'm honest. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It seems seems a bit strange. So I don't know if there's there's more to that than what um, meets the eye. Hmm. Um, now, probably the saddest one out of all this is Darcy Cameron had 37.5% um, CBAs and shared the ruck with Cox, who had the 50%. And that's a bit of a worry. Um, I will say Cameron hasn't made has made his way out of my side at this stage, um, not sitting in my side, even though he has that beautiful defense, uh, sorry, forward ruck uh, DPP. He did have that hamstring concern a couple of weeks ago. So maybe that affected his share of the ruck. Um, but sure. yeah, bit of a worry, probably one to avoid potentially at this stage. Yep. No, I totally agree there. I'm, I'm starting to question it myself. And he's actually made his way out of my side. I can reveal that. Um, and I opted for a cheaper option that I won't, I won't reveal who it is just yet. Uh, but just on Dacos as well, I remember seeing he was around about 47% uh, as of like a day ago. And he's up to 49% yeah. equal most ownership alongside Elliot Yo uh, in defense. Uh, so there we go. He is, like you said, most popular option uh, outright. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Uh, uh, equal there. So... Yeah, it sort of mitigates, mitigates the risk. That risk. Yeah, and that's that's kind of what I had in mind as well. That if he doesn't come on as well as what we think he will, uh, especially early on, uh, could be one to potentially sideways trade or, or downgrade, or if you wanted to do that uh, mm. early early rounds to try and get a jump on others if you think he will continue um, a slow start. But uh, moving on to Carlton, my mob, and I must say from the get go, of all the guys that I think I'd be saying I'm most impressed with. Uh, TDK was probably down the bottom or thereabouts. His dominance in the ruck, like he's chalk and cheese compared to what he was like mm. even last year. Like he, his, his biggest issue has always been the fact that he's been slight in his frame. Um, he's super tall, beanpole, but he was always getting pushed off the ball, pushed out of the ruck in contests against bigger bodies. And he was pushing around both Cameron and Cox. I mean, Cox is, uh, is obviously tall there, probably easy to get around, but still bigger frame. Um, and he did really, really well, like just purely dominant in the ruck. Even his tap work was really, really sublime and he's marking around the ground. He's always been a good mark, good leap, but his work around the ground was, was super impressive. Um, not going to compare him to someone like a Grundy who's like an extra midfielder, but the way that he moved around the ground, uh, was just, he just shadow over, um, over Pitney, who's an, an old school ruckman who lumbers around the ground. So Smooth movement by TDK and pure dominance there. So for me, I'm going to say he's a big smoky. A lot of people are talking about yeah. smokies in terms of uh, your man Draper from the Dons. Yeah. Uh, no one's spoken about TDK. Uh, so no, it would not surprise me one. in the slightest if he looks super fit. And that's the other thing as well. I think this is probably the one preseason where it's been faultless. No injuries, no issues, just 100% fitness. Um, so that's, that's a big takeaway as well. So it's not just... Like I'm, I'm sort of noticing the changes in players. A lot of players yeah. look the same, but he looks like a complete standout. So, I'm, I'm quite bullish on him. Let's just say that. But I'm not going to be, um, I'm not, not having said that. I'm not that uh, game to pick him outright as as R two. But mm, one, one to yeah. watch maybe. Interesting. And so probably a player we should have spoken about in Draper as well. But I do like that yeah. big smoky, big big smoky there. Yeah. What um, just quickly, just backtracking on Draper, was there anything that, that stood out? Did he um, he came on, or is he came on late? So played they had Phillips as the main ruck, Phillips and Brian as the main rucks to begin the match. Um he came on, I think, in the third term, I wanna say. Yeah, I think he um, 
off memory, um, but came on and first first hit out was just straight straight down the throat of I can't remember who it was, but Essendon player, oh, so yeah. Essendon midfielder, so just immediate impact. Um, I don't know. Um, think is still probably too big a smoky for me. I want to see more from him if he if he yeah. comes out and dominates against Marshall in the the next match, then potentially. Um, yep potentially could make his way into my side, just being that that price point that could could open up the field a little bit more. Um, oh, literally. Look, look, looking for one of those players, aren't we? Just to, mm-hmm. just to help us budget-wise. Uh, but back on with the baggers, and the last of those that sort of I noted down, uh, I don't know how to pronounce this guy's name. Uh, Sin Cotta, Chin Cotta, uh, Ricotta, uh, whatever it is. He actually looked really great. Uh, he took the game on. Mm. And I reckon he could be in line for a round one berth alongside potentially Cowan, who's another one who big raps on him uh, in the draft, slid all the way to pick 30 for Carlton and actually won the uh, the best and fairest for the all the players in the NAB League. So highly touted mm-hmm. um, and yeah, looked really composed for a youngster, uh, especially being his first official hit out. So really yeah. bullish on him, potentially as a bit of a cash cow off the bench. Yeah. Um, Cowan or even um, Jim Cotter as well. He's a defensive Bargain. midfielder. And bargain so, basement price, 102. Yeah, 102. So um, keep your eye on those. I'm going to question without notice. Yep. Do they both get a round one debut, do you think? Oh, yeah. Because I've said they're alongside. The I, I think push comes to shove, it's going to be one or the other, I think. Yeah. Uh, yep. They're vying for the same the same spot, uh, yeah. Williams' spot. Um, Unless there's another oh, player that goes out, but. Yeah, I'm not, not probably asking you which one, but just more so is it, it's just one yeah. you would expect, yeah. yeah. I reckon it's just one. If if I was going to choose, I would probably say Cowan. Yeah. Um, just because he's he shown his wares at the lower leagues and we know the raps on him. <clears throat> but having said that, uh, Chinkotta, I mean, the, uh, the, the game plan, he'd kind of be a little bit privy to uh, playing, having played for Carlton's reserve side. Yeah. So maybe he has a bit of an advantage there, but I mean, Cowan's probably up to speed as well now anyway, yeah. like he's been in the team for long enough. So I reckon Cowan uh, ahead of him, uh, but yeah, wait and see. I reckon either of these guys, they're going to be a high chance of making a debut. Um, so just keep watching that. Yeah. Uh, in terms of other players, so uh, in terms of the young star, Hollands, he did some nice things. He's probably another one to watch, goes without saying, but I don't think he's in much of a line of a game early on like Cowan. Uh, or Gene Cotter and Cripps as well. I'm probably butchering his name, so apologies to him. But uh, Paddy Cripps as well. Um, not that I don't think a lot of people will be starting him just due to the hefty price point of Cripper. But he yeah. actually rolled his ankle late in the game, um, even though the club assures us that it wasn't severe. Who knows? So just keep watching that. If he if he takes his spot in the week on the weekend's preseason game, then should be fine. But if not, just just be weary. Just be weary. Yeah, definitely. And I guess one player to talk about as well will be. Uh, Doherty did have 36% CBAs, but that seemed to be later in the game or later in the quarters. Yep. Yeah, he uh, he played probably out of his natural position in defense. Yep. Uh, so he wasn't starting there. He wasn't, you know, getting prime uh, opportunity to to build up minutes in the uh, in the midfield, more of a relief type thing. Uh, yep. And played, yeah, out of defense. So back to his tr- traditional spot. So keep yep. that in mind as well. Yeah, probably doesn't preclude you from picking him. But just no. something to keep in mind that he's not getting that mid time necessarily that we all we all were hoping for. Yep. Um, exactly. Let's move on to the Sydney 
uh, the Brisbane game and uh, kick off with with Brizzy here. Uh, new recruit Josh Dunkley got off to an absolute ripping start. Thank God. That's all we, yeah. what we all wanted to see. Starring in a performance that featured two goals, splitting his time between forward and midfield to great effect. And I think did himself no, uh, or no did himself harm, yeah. plenty of favours. Yeah, no harm in uh, all of us wanting to select him in F1. Sorry, yes. I couldn't, couldn't think of which, what, what letter. What letter uh, <laughs> There he goes in his F1 car. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, it's a terrible gag. It's a date oh. gag. Moving on. Uh, Ashcroft. <laughs> Smart. Ashcroft was incredible by hand and foot and treated the Lions forwards to some silver service in some great signs to, of things to come in 2023. And, I mean, played, got got that midfield time, 44.4%. Obviously, keep that in mind that it's still a um, preseason game, so might not get quite as much. But, uh Definitely, definitely good signs from him. And I mean, I'm sure he's locked in pretty much everyone's side. If he's yep. not, get him in. Um, will be the the Dacos or the Walsh um, of 2023, you'd expect. Um, or probably the what what Ralph could have been of his yes. year. Yes, true, very true. Uh, Cam Rayner played off half back, which uh, I know we've, we've we've heard about, but different different position for him. So one to keep an eye on. Um, whilst Wilmot spent most of his time on the wing and looked good. Uh, I think he's done himself no harm again. Um, I think he'll, he should be locked in for uh, at the very least a bench spot for uh, your defensive line. Uh, fellow recruit Gunston kicked three goals whilst the other recruit in McKenna was a little bit quiet off halfback. Um, probably not danger signs, but just, no. just keep that in mind. Keep that in mind. Um, Neil was in the wars. He copped a corked quad and a dislocated finger. Jesus. Uh, yeah. but the club is adamant. Uh, he will, uh, was adamant him not returning to the field, uh, was purely precautionary. So, um, yeah, probably not too much to worry about there. <laughs> did you, did you just call him Jesus? Yeah. He was almost nailed to the cross as well. The poor bloke. Yeah, I know. Poor guy. Bloody hell. Just poor everything. Jesus. Poor, poor Jesus. Go poor Neil. <laughs> <laughs> poor, poor both of them. They went to the ringer. Absolute <laughs> ringer. Sorry, oh, sacrilegious. Yeah, apologies. Uh, Neil is not in my side, though. So, no. too bad. Sorry. Yep. Too bad. So sad. Yeah, too bad. <laughs> Sorry uh, about that. And, and just, just quickly on uh, dialing back to Ashcroft, he is currently in 71% of teams. Uh, Should be wow. 99.9%. That's true. So, for the, what's that, 28, 29%? What are you doing? Stop stuffing what around. What are you doing? Get him in your team. Uh, moving on jokers. to the uh, absolute jokers. Uh, moving on to the Swans and mm. your man, Goulden. He and, made his uh, actually... to my side. He's done it. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. Uh, so he had actually had great midfield minutes. He had uh, to the tune of 70.4% and rotated mm. with Heaney uh, at, at various stages. Uh, but Heaney's more, more up forward um, and was quite lively. Uh, Mills had reduced time in midfield and played, weirdly enough, up forward. Uh, mm. Interesting. Just just building that forward craft. And then the other one, which has kind of cropped up in the Supercoach news cycles uh, mm. uh, pretty much today and yesterday, Lachlan McAndrew, who's the mature age ruckman, I think he came from the VFL, could be gifted an early debut, handling the ruck in the absence of Hickey, McLean, and Laddams, who are all down with injury at the moment. Uh, so... 
Mm, interesting. He could be facing Witter, Jared Witts. Yeah. One. Jeez, tough ask. Which tough is ask. funny as well because, again, yeah, Wits, Wits. Wits benefits again from injuries. Happened so many times last year. We've been through this. Mm. Damn him. I'm Icky. not getting Wits. Stuff him. Yeah. <laughs> and so I think it's a risk with McAndrew. I mean, he's 123K, so mm. good good price for a, uh, for what, a potential R, R3. R <laughs> um. But he. So it's a Sorry. nice day for a white wedding. I'm trying to put you on. Uh, <laughs> nice price for a is, white wedding. Um, he, with Hickey, I think Hickey's, I can't remember if Hickey is four to eight weeks yeah, until is, return yeah. or four to eight weeks from the start of the season, ah. um, potentially. So just something to keep in mind. And Laddam's, there's sort of this knee issue that he's mm. got that no one quite knows any timelines on. So just just one to be mindful of because you don't know how long he's going to be in for if he does if he does play. Is it a knee issue or a numpty issue? Because it's a complete uh, numpty with some of the stuff he's seriously. Just hot headedness. But yeah, yeah, you're right though. Definitely one and that's going to be a bit of a talking point, isn't it? We'll uh mm-hmm. maybe delve into next week, uh or at least leading into the season anyway, as to do you go with the floating donut in Madden at R three mm. or do you lock in Mick? Lock in Lachlan McAndrew <laughs> at R3, or do you put alternatively keep Madden as R3 and Lachlan McAndrew on your bench to provide that swing? But then again, we've got Radaglia. So, yeah, there's a few things to keep in mind, that's for mm-hmm. sure. Mm-hmm. Good point. But let's, let's move on to the next game, shall we? Yes, it is uh, St. Kilda versus the Demons. And uh, what we, again, all what we wanted to see was that Marshall was strong in the ruck and he, uh, Took the majority of the rock, didn't really rest forward much. Mm. Uh, sorry, rested forward a little bit, um, but it was really resting forward as opposed to um, sort of being a relief uh, forward, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, did some great work around the ground as well. Uh, Heath was the relief ruckman. Um, so it was a potential cash cow on the radar as well. Uh, Cordy did fill that hole left by King at full forward to, to decent effect um, or decent enough effect, I think. Um, I mean, Saints did not do well in that game. Mm. Um, from what I saw, I think they sort of broke down a little bit going forward. Um, yep. probably not anything too. When I say concerning, I say that in the sense for like what we're thinking about super coach wise, but yep. just yeah, uh, it could it could affect this next guy in Philpoo. Um, who will be playing as a forward. Um, started slow, but did finish with two goals. If, if there is a bit of disconnect between them, um, between the forwards and the mids, could affect him. And at what, his 150-odd, I think, or 160-odd, um, probably not a great sign for him. Though the injury to Billings um, probably gives him a good chance to start this at the start of the season to, to sort of have a decent enough role. Probably another one to watch in his next practice match. I mean, we're really struggling, I think, four forward rookies that are going to be decent. When I say rookies, I mean true rookies um, who are going to be decent enough um, scorers. Um, I think a lot of people are really trying to start, really keep the only rookie on their field to that, uh, uh, sorry, F, F6 um, and trying to stack the forwards as much as possible. Mm, yeah, which does make sense. No, uh, definitely agree there and uh, one to watch, no doubt. Uh, moving on to the D's and uh, first and foremost, <laughs> the big sweaty pink pig himself, Clary Oliver, 
just absolutely elite. Like I tuned in for this match and wow, I was blown away. Him and the next guy track just, we all know what we get from Oliver. Like he was just top of his game from the very get go. All I can say is he's worth the dollars. He's mm. worth the price tag. He's uh He's a, he's a gun. He's crispy. He left me salivating for some crispy bacon, pink sweaty pig <laughs> bacon. <laughs> uh, yeah, I will that. say, I will say, Oliver's, Oliver's left my team for the first time this week. <gasps> not on what? the back of this performance, I will say, not on the back of this performance, but oh my, he's Buddha? made his way out. Yeah, I'm sorry. Um, I'm sorry to say that. Wow. I, I am intrigued now. I'm always, I almost feel like scrapping right. the rest of this episode and going into your team. Yeah, I know. It's a bit concerning. Um, Oliver's made his way out of my side on the basis that I think you should be able to get him a little bit cheaper. cheaper. He normally cops a tag. Like every season, it's like clockwork. He cops a tag, drops massively in price, and or not necessarily massively, but drops a bit in price, and then you can pick him up a bit cheaper. That's kind of the logic I'm going with. So it was between him and Laird um, mm. and Laird kind of just is very consistent in his scoring. So I've kind of gone towards Laird instead. Um, yep. But yeah, that's just, that's I guess, a piece of piece of information. We can probably chat about it in future episodes a bit more. Yep. No, I do like it, but no, very, very, very fair, very fair. But uh, I just don't want to be missing out on the, the tasty morsels of uh, crispy mm. bacon. Uh, I'll see. I, I can just imagine you just salivating after round one Thinking, oh, I should have should have had a side of crispy bacon, uh, and I can maybe maybe give you just spare you a couple, but yeah, we'll see give me a little there. bit, just just a little bit, just a little tasting, and then you'll be wanting more. Uh, but anyway, moving on back to the game, uh, track was super dominant, three goals, drifting forward, played predominantly in the midfield though, absolute gun, uh, just footwork was sublime. Uh, the other one which is a surprise, which probably not really one on the radar for super coach as yet, mm. but Lockie Hunter. The, the former dog, the recruit for mm. the D's, kicked a couple of early goals and looked really lively. Uh, one that stood out, I don't I haven't even bothered to check what his price tag is, but mm. I imagine it's quite awkward. Uh, and you'd think that he's going to be played probably more up forward, potentially maybe along the wing. Who knows? If he is, then he might be half decent. But yeah, he's too much of a smoky to yeah. really consider him. 392K. Very, yeah, no, very awkward. No, no, awkward. Strike him off your list for now. Uh, but then moving on to Gaundy. Uh, the mm. combo that has not reunited, but they've come together. They've come together finally. They shared the ruck as ruck forwards with Grundy having the uh, the biggest share with 58.3% and Gorn 41.7%. And yeah. just an absolutely scary combo, uh, especially Grundy. I was really impressed with him. Uh, his ability around the ground was on full display with his elite tackling, pressure and marking. And I think he's at the top of his game from from what I saw in comparison to when he was at full flight at the Pies. So uh, he's firming. He's firming. All right, I'm at least firming for him, whichever <laughs> way you want to look at it. Uh, but yeah, he's uh, he's one that's on my radar now, well and truly. Uh, I think if, you, if you're selecting him, you have to temper expectations that his ceiling isn't going to be as high as what it was at the Pies, whereas Albert Ruck, no mm. doubt about it. But I think he could produce consistent scores. Uh, just with his work around the ground. Um, and the pleasing sign was uh, when one wasn't wasn't in the ruck, sorry, when the other one was in the ruck, they were up forward. So when Grunt, Grundy was in the ruck, yeah. Gorn was up forward and vice versa. And I think that bodes well, especially for Gorn there. Uh, spent a majority of time up forward. So 
could work well for our DPP activation for Gorney. Yeah, exactly. Very interesting. Um, I think we're going to have to temper expectations on the ruck line. I think we're used, I think gone are probably the days of that 121, 25 average for, for yep. a ruckman like Grundy or Gorn and probably have anyone else. And I probably think we just have to accept that and, and move on and just, yeah. just, just think back fondly, like, you know, like my parents do. And they say, oh, back in the day, you could buy, <laughs> back in my day. Back, you could buy chips for one cent. <laughs> you'd, you'd eat wow. for four weeks. And I'd be yeah. like, okay, all right, sure. Yeah, sure, sure thing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so yeah, I think oh. we we'll probably have to be a little bit mindful of that. But I do like, I do like Rundy. Um, he's one that I am definitely considering. Um, just some CBA percentages, I think, that are probably of note, and that is just steel, obviously, eighty-seven point five percent. Um, so definitely had the role. Um, one to probably watch a little bit further in the coming games as well. Your uh, your folks, did they mention anything about uh, it only cost a nickel to take the ferry? And in those <laughs> days, nickels had pictures of bumblebees on them. Give me five <laughs> bees for a quarter, you'd say. <laughs> what was it saying again? Oh, yeah. The important thing was I had an onion on my belt. <laughs> I do have an onion on my belt. Oh, there you go. It is the style of this time. <laughs> it's the style of this time. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but let's move on to the next match, and that is Frio taking on Adelaide. Kick off with uh, Isaac Rankine, new recruit, kicked three goals in a stamp display for his new club in Adelaide, uh, but also enjoyed a few stints in the middle um, with 16% CBA attendances. And uh, Laird, Rory Squared, what do we have to say about him? Had <laughs> leather poisoning as per usual, racking up possessions at will. And I just don't think he's got that tag percent. I just don't think players, he's not going to be tagged. And that's what I like about him. Mm. He's uh, untakeable. Yeah. Just coaches don't care. He's kind of like the old school Tom Mitchell where coaches yeah. are like, oh, we'll just, just like, you know, Nathan Buckley's approach to Tom Mitchell. Mm. And it was, yeah, just let him rack up his, his possessions at will. He's not damaging. He's kind of in that mold, isn't he? Mm, definitely. Definitely. Mm. Uh, Jordan Dawson copped a bit of a knock to the knee and was rested as a precaution. One to monitor. Before that, he was looking... Uh, pretty good. So if you, I, yeah, I, I watched this game a little bit, sort of the the highlights, but I also tuned in right when Jordan Dawson went down with that oh. injury. And I was like, Ooh, <laughs> you're the turn it off quickly, turn it off before lead goes down. <laughs> um, so yeah, definitely, uh, definitely one to watch, just watch, watch, watch and see, I guess with that one, uh, youngster Luke Pedler was also played predominantly up forward, but managed to push up the ground at stages as well. One to, one to think about, but probably. Mm. Mm. So, yeah. Mm. Yep. Yep. Totally agree there. Uh, on Frio's side. Well, this guy here, I was hoping he wouldn't have a big game to then entice my, my thoughts. Mm. And it is Nat Fife. He definitely put himself back on the radar for many fellow super coaches, mm. including myself, mm, yeah. uh, which I just, I'm fighting the temptation because he kicked three goals in an impressive display, playing deep forward and dominating with his speed off the mark and his overall marking prowess. But one thing to add is for have a potentially good early mm. run. So if Fife can get some good early chances, even as a forward, he can make some quick cash. So that's the one thing in the back of my mind as well. I'm sure you factored that in, Lim. Yeah, these are his... These are his stats. Uh, this, this is his first few weeks. St. Kilda, North, 
West Coast, Adelaide, Gold Coast, Western Bulldogs, Brisbane, Hawthorne. Uh, then he plays Sydney, and then it's a bit of a tougher run from there. Sydney, Geelong, Melbourne, Richmond, GWS, um, Essendon, Western Bulldogs, Carlton. Oh, this is, I'm just going through the whole year now. Uh, Carlton, Collingwood, <laughs> Sydney, Geelong, Brisbane, West Coast. They'd be gone by Hawthorne. then. So he should do well then. and truly gone by then. But really, up until round eight, he's probably uh, he's probably only playing one or two sides that are most likely maybe pushing for that top eight. Um, mm. And even then, one of those is Western Bulldogs, which is probably not a massive chance, uh, not 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 a sure chance. Brisbane's probably the only one until round eight or nine. Yeah, yeah. Jeez, and like just just to whet the appetite. So his previous three against North Melbourne: one twenty-five, one forty, and one forty-seven. Mm. Uh, St Kilda was ninety-six, eighty-four, sixty-three, and West Coast, who plays in the third round: one hundred seventy-six and one fourteen. But yeah. of course, those are games where he was played midfield. midfield, so keep that in mind. Yeah. But if he's scoring goals, we know what he's like. You know, in those games where he has played prominently forward, he still has the ability to kick those crucial goals, get those extra points in the bank, um, and that's all you need. Like at that price point, make a hundred, hundred fifty k, and you've uh, invested well. Mm, exactly. But, oh, just oh, I don't like it. <laughs> Don't like it, but we'll see how he goes this weekend. If he has another blind art, honestly, mm. I'm going to have to lock myself in a room with no access to any internet so I don't feel tempted to put him in my room. In my, in my room. And I'm thinking about putting him in my actual room. Yeah, I'm going to tie him up. I'm going <laughs> to lock him in my basement. Is this taking a turn? It has taken a turn. <laughs> Maybe he's already in the basement. No, <laughs> so moving on to uh, to the other... Other notable uh, takeaway, and it is Luke Jackson. Mm. Uh, he did work in tandem with Darcy in the ruck, but for less than many would have thought because he only had 25% of ruck contest, whereas Darcy had 75%, which is quite interesting. But he was pretty effective both up forward and behind the ball. Uh, so who knows? Maybe he won't have as much of an impact on Darcy. Mm. Thoughts Based there? off that, I did look at Darcy in my R1 or R2 spot. I don't know what he would have fallen into. Yep. Um, in terms of price, but the concern that we now have is Jackson's going to miss the next preseason game. So we're not going to get more data on whether the 75, yeah. 25% is actually, uh, what's the right word? Like is, is it's going to be a true reflection, the, the true yeah. reflection or yeah. not. So it's a bit of a concern now. So I don't know if I can pick Darcy without knowing exactly how it's going to look for Jackson. Um, Jackson is a bit of a interesting pick as well, I reckon, for the forward line. Yeah, he is. It's true. Potentially, but probably not with only twenty five percent CBAs. I probably want a bit more um, if yeah. you're going to pick someone like him. Yep. Yeah. If if he was performing more on the rack, like yeah. when he did when he was filling in for Gorn at the D's, yeah. uh, that is the sort of Luke Jackson you'd want. But yeah, unfortunately, not in his current state. But just rounding it out for Frio, uh, the youngster in Matthew Johnson, who a lot of us uh, have had at some stage on our bench. Unfortunately, only had limited opportunity to shine. Uh, so, yeah, limited game time, limited opportunity, and didn't do too much to stand out. So keep, I guess, him, him in mind. Keep, uh, keep watching him. See if he gets more opportunity in the uh, in the game upcoming. But yeah, bit not good signs. There. No, not yeah. good signs. Could be a good downgrade option as the season goes mm. on as well, which would be yep. nice. Um, moving on to the next game, and it is West Coast versus Port Adelaide. And some very promising signs for for us with West Coast with Yo 
getting 60% CBAs and Sheed 72%, who played a majority of time in the midfield and looked good. Um, very pleasing, very pleasing. Uh, Yo, I think also was playing a little bit in the back line. Defense, um, yeah. Yeah, getting a few kick-ins off memory as well. Mm. Uh, so that could be could be nice, juicy points for him there. I think he's definitely worth the pick. And as you said, what equal with Dacos in defense as the number one defensive option um, or picked option. So that's pretty, pretty, pretty juicy there. Now, Oscar Allen started slowly as the number one forward target, but did finish with the game with three goals. Obviously, with Darling hopefully right for R1, so for the first match um, in round one, some of the heat should be taken off Allen, giving him a bit of greater chance at scoring. Um, always going to be tough if he is the number one uh, forward target. If he is the number two, he's not going to get that, you know, the best defender or the double team potentially. Mm. Um, so I think to pick Allen, you probably need Darling in there. Um, but the the benefit, I guess, with Allen is he probably gets some forward, um, probably gets some forward ruck Rock. contests, um, which would help his scoring, which would be very, very nice. Uh, now Chesser was busy along the wing, um, definitely player that I think we should be picking. Um, and Hewitt came on late to kick an impressive goal. Um, one to watch, but might the fact that he kind of came on a bit late, um, might temper expectations there. Mm, yep. Now, like all those takeaways from the Eagles, um, just reaffirm those players that I've chosen in in Yo and Oscar mm. Allen's back on the radar for me for sure. Um, and Chess is in my team as well. So pleasing to see. But on the uh, port front, sorry, oh, just sorry. quickly as well. Sorry, Ginby didn't play, but I think that was load management um, as well. Yeah. So yeah, I don't think sore. don't think there's too many concerns there. Yep. So keep him in your side. Because uh, he has looked like an absolute gun. Uh, so on Port's front, uh, we have one guy uh, by the name of Judas. Is there a guy named Judas? Oh, sorry, Horn Francis. A lot of the North supporters are calling him Judas. Uh, he and looks that's actually... the nice things they're calling him. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah, they're calling <laughs> him other names. Oh, oh. Uh, so he did actually look to form a key part of Port's midfield, surprisingly. Yeah. And Nabs, <laughs> believe it or not, the lion's share of CBAs with 76% and rested forward at various stages. And he's he's definitely one to watch now, I think. Mm. Like, I think off the back of his, you know, him moving to Port after a season at North, uh, that sort of negative press has sort of worked against him. And he could be a, a real gem, a real pod. Mm. Uh, I mean, probably should say that uh, Boak, he's probably one that, uh, whose CBAs he took over because Boak actually copped a knee in the back from yeah, McGovern oh, early in the was, second, went down and just was gone. Yeah, it was down for the count. Not good, not good. It, yeah, I was probably wasn't expecting the contact in a practice game as well. The way that yeah. it came in, um, crazy. And McGovern, geez, mm, like a brick shit big, house. Yeah. Uh, another um, one also probably to keep in mind there is Butters didn't play. The yes. So there's true, some true. CBAs missing there as well. Yep. So if they both return to the lineup, be interested to see what the skew is in terms of his CBAs. If he plays more time up forward. Uh, you'd think you'd think that'd be the case, uh, just having to work both of those guys in. But um, yeah, interesting. Did look like Boke though was playing more as a forward though. So potentially, yep. potentially Boke's yeah, sort of I guess moving into that forward role. Yeah, the old forward role that he had for years mm. ago, and then he was and then came in midfield. Yeah. Uh, but the other guy who has been a villain, but now Liam, I think he's I think he's in my good books. <laughs> villain. <laughs> only, to you. only to you only to me and it is Rosie 
uh, because Butters has taken his place as the villain. Thanks a lot, Butters. <laughs> Hope you melt into oblivion. Uh, no, sorry, that's harsh. Uh, so Rosie, uh, the, the good old Rose, he's, he's not going to live up to my man, Walshy. So that's that's what gives me uh, <laughs> a, bit of, a bit of comfort. But he is a classy player, and that was on mm. full display uh, on the weekend against the Eagles. And he just, all I can say is he picked up where he left off in 2022. Um, he played a bit more time up forward as well. So a bit of that uh, forward mid uh, split, yeah. but still looked classy. 52%. Points. Yeah, 52%. So mm. really, really good. The other player as well, who is, I'm going to say it right now, he's worked into my lineup. Is he? He is. Oh. He is for now, but I've got money, like 100K in the bank. So I could potentially change him to, say, a Grundy. So I'm in two mm. minds. Uh, but it is Lyset. Lyset and forget. And maybe it's just because I've been listening to Abdul for so long about throwing the keys in the ocean, locking away this guy. Um, he's back on the radar. I, I think Tickle, he actually, uh, he was relief mm. rock. Um, Lyset didn't play the full game, but I'm growing in confidence that he's going to be a potential option. I'll just... I'll put that out there because it does afford me. He's about 420 out of thereabouts. Let me just have a quick look at my team because he's in there. 429.9K. Uh, if he, uh, He's a stepping stone. That's a thing. He's not – I see him almost like a wit, like a witter. I don't know. Like he's if – he if he can stay fit, which he – I know he never is. He's very rarely fit. But he scores quite well. He scores well enough. Um, and with even if Tickle plays, Tickle could be more of a forward – I don't know. What am I doing to myself, Liam? Snap me out of it. <laughs> I look, I don't, I'm not against the pick. I'm just, I don't know. How, how many times has he played? I think he's only played, what was it? 20 games in like one season. Yeah. I know. I probably should just um, go for that five in this case. Yeah. Yeah, definitely better. Uh, four games last year, 18 the year before, 13 in 2020, 18 in 2019. 2020, 2018 was one and only time he's played 2020, sorry, 22 games. Yeah. That's the concern that I have um, for him. Yeah. So, I mean, not a bad pick, not a bad pick, I don't think. Um, The concern I have for him as well is just there's so many rucks waiting in the wings. Like, yeah, it's true. You know, after last year, they've tried so many. Uh, Did Finlay, I don't think Finlayson played. Off memory? Uh, what's that in the outright rock? In this, no, in this, this, oh, match? this game? No, I don't think he did. Actually. Yeah. So, one thing, I don't think he did off memory. Um, I can't picture him playing, but that means nothing. Um, so, yeah, one, one thing to also remember there, I guess, is, is that there's just so uh, yes, many. No, he, he didn't play. Yep. Just to yeah. research. Um, so many ruck options for Port that if, yeah. some, I mean, I don't think he's going to get dropped, but just potentially like, you know, the, 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 the double, the tag team ruck potentially, yeah. um, getting into his potential. Yeah. I don't know what to do. I have enough money to bring in a, a, an English with like one K to spare, Oof. or I can bring in a Darcy Cameron or a Grundy or a Grundy. Yeah. Is it Grundy? Mm. Is it Grundy? It could be, but yeah, I don't know. That's that's kind of where I'm at. Anyway, let's uh, let's move on to the next game before mm. I delve too far into wow. this and lock him in. There are there's two games, but they were just intra clubs, unofficial intra club hitouts. Because yeah. why why would the Dogs and Giants play off? Uh, 
But let's kick off with uh, let's kick off with the dogs. Uh, McLean uh, played a mix of half forward and played up the ground along the wing. I mean, I'm sorry, I'm just going to temper this straight out. You can't take a great deal out of these two games no. because they're playing essentially A side versus B side. Um, nothing like the others. I think yep. the others you still have to really take all of them with a grain of salt, but this you need to take a bloody spoonful. Um, <laughs> so yeah. McLean played a mix of half forward and played up the ground along the wing. I think doesn't look like there's any concerns there. Caleb Daniel did have ample minutes in the dogs engine room, but also played a little bit in defense as well. So I don't know. Depends yeah. what you want to Interesting. I, I don't know. I don't know what Bevo's Bevo's doing. Like yeah. And he actually played without a helmet as well, which is interesting. He's a new look. New man, Caleb Daniel. Um, really? I, yeah, I, I I don't know what Bevo's trying to do, um, but I'll let you I'll let you go on with the uh, the next couple of points because it yeah. could play into that. Bonta McRae did have some stints up forward, but uh, both were pretty impactful. Um, I don't know whether I don't think I have concern for Bond. I know he played yeah. up forward predominantly in the other intra club that they had or the last match sim or whatever it was, but I don't think I'm too concerned about that. I think it might just be a little bit of you know you don't don't risk him you don't you don't yeah. need to don't need to roll him out into the midfield too yeah, much you don't you don't take your, your mercedes through uh bush bashing exactly through the mud. what's what of the saying is yeah 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 yeah. exactly exactly what ferrari I was thinking. sorry not, not a merc a ferrari it's probably better than a merc <laughs> <laughs> uh tim english uh was first class in the ruck as you probably expect um again doesn't seem to be any concerns there i think he looks to overcome that hamstring tightness or whatever he had um a few weeks ago and oscar baker looked at home on the wing as well so firming as a nice pick uh for your midfield yep i like it i think yeah like like with with bond up forward it does play into his strengths anyway as a mm. playing as a forward whereas mccray is a little bit more worrisome yeah. um but i don't know i'm still tempted by mccray i don't know what it is i think it's just the value the price point that he comes with um, i think with mccray as well though like I kind of look at some of the players like Steele, where we sort of look at him as super value. Mm. I think McRae offers that super value at a sort of average that has been really consistent. Whereas yeah. Steele, I feel like he's done well. He's had some good, you know, he's had some, he's had a good average for a year or so, but hasn't had the same level of consistency that McRae has had over a, a longer period. So I think that's what's more t- enticing with McRae. Yeah, and he's played 22 games. Uh, he's played like exactly, the full yeah. allotment of games. Uh, all 2020, he missed. Was that was that the season where we that was played the 18? short season 18? Yeah, yeah. So, so he missed out on one missed. of the games, but apart from that, yeah. 22 and 2019, um, missed it, actually missed a couple, but dating back to 2018. So since then, he's been ultra consistent by that one game in uh, in 2020. Mm. So he provides a bit of security there as well, which which is also enticing. But yeah, it's a bevo factor. I just, I just don't know because he stuffed around with him last season. So I don't know. Exactly. But um, moving on to the Giants and their intra club uh, and this man uh, who has shed a lot of weight. He's looking super fit. He is a lot of people competing with Cripper and rightfully so. Like when Cripper started, he even admits himself. He had a lot of puppy fat. He, for his, his size, he was just carrying way too much weight. And I think Green was the same. You look at him now and he is so what's mm, the word? Trim. Like svelte, like trim. He is. Yeah. He's looking pretty fit pretty fit and did he know it because it was a photo post intra club with his with his shirt off with his rig out and he's like check me out and for good reason because he racked up 50 disposals 50 disposals but 
temper expectations. As we say, they're playing against their own teammates. Mm-hmm. Like, come on. They're probably like handballing to him. Like, get another one. Get another one. Get your um, 50. Yeah, get your 50. Get it up. Raise the bat. Uh, but uh, Callahan was another one as well. Uh, Holly's mm-hmm. had a youngster who caught the eye in the engine room. And he kicked two goals as well, albeit without Kelly and Cogs in the engine room who were managed due to knocks sustained through training. So, yeah, for me, I'm, I'm just going to wait and see. I am very tempted. I think Green, I'm locking in 100%. Mm. I think he's going to take his game to the next level, super fit. That was my one query on him. Um, no longer there. And, yeah, Callahan is probably one that I'm temporary expectations on. Just wait and see how he goes, especially if uh, both of those guys, Kelly and Cogs, play in this next preseason game and just make an assessment from there because he is awkwardly priced, what, 244 or thereabouts? Um, mm. Yeah, 244 on the dot. So, yeah, um, I'm going to wait and see. What about you, Liam? Well, yeah, I think, look, Green's in my side. I do think we need to temper expect. I think a lot of people are going, oh, 50 disposals, look at him go. Yeah. He's going to be going to be like the next best thing. I'm not saying he's not. It's just like he was playing GW's B midfield, which yeah. is really their VFL midfield. And without Kelly and Cogs in the midfield, it means that the B midfield would have been even further decimated because you would have had the likes of, you know, you had Callahan, who I think will be in the A midfield, but probably not the starting A midfield. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think that's just something to consider um, is that 50 disposals in an intra club against a VFL midfield is probably what should be expected of Green to an extent. Um yeah, I, I just that that's that's probably my only thinking there. Yep, totally agree. Uh, but there's another guy as well. He's a bit of a bit of a, bit of a villain, and it is Whitfield. He racked Don't up 34 it. disposals in his customary Don't. position off half Don't back. It. But I think this happened last season as well in the preseason. Oh, he's going to be playing in defence. Oh, is he? Yeah, 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 yeah. Nick Minute, Leon Cameron. He's like eat dicks, just like <laughs> dishing out all the dicks to all of us, and we ate them. We gobbled them up because he got. Played in a different position, then he ended up getting injured. So I'm not falling for it again. Not again. The benefit, I will say, if I remember correctly, is that he is only available as a midfielder. Yeah. And I think that is what will save so many people from starting him. Yes. Yes. Uh, if he, 430, sorry, 473 as a midfielder, he's going to get his DPP status. Mm, that's true. You'd expect. Yep. Oh, nah. No. Maybe, maybe, oh, yeah. maybe until then. I'm not going to start him. I'm not going to start him, but I could be, depending on the stage of the season, how many trades you got left, could maybe be tempted. Do you want me to tell you his start to the season? And, he's, and his ownership is 1% at the moment, but for good reason. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Go on. Try and tempt me. Adelaide. Yep. That's okay. West Coast. Okay. Yeah, that's better. Your mob in Carlton. Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah, kills Doesn't us. mind playing them. Doesn't mind yeah, playing my that. mob in Essendon. Hawthorne. Uh. <laughs> you hear the clicking? I've already clicked him. He's in my team. You hear this? Brisbane. Brisbane. He's in my team. Sydney. <laughs> no, he's out of my team. Western Bulldogs. <laughs> nah, I, oh, after round six, he doesn't have as great a run. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I, I, nah, nah. No, don't do nah, it. Don't do it to do yourself. It. Can't do you're it. Gonna, nah. You're going to cry. Yeah, exactly. Going to cry. I know Abdul was keen on him. Don't do it. Don't do it, great man. As you're just going to, you're a glutton for punishment. Literally, it's like he'll SM. break down, break down. He will absolutely break down, and you'll break down in tears as well. Mm. So don't do it. 
Uh, but the other guy that was notable was Himmelberg, but uh, unfortunately not for the right reasons. For him, yeah, probably so. Uh, good performance. But he start up forward, not in defense. So he's going to be playing forward. Uh, it's confirmed, especially off the back of five goals against a B team. So, yeah, here's what it is. <laughs> yeah, I think it sounds like he's not going to be the swing man as such. Sorry, he's going to be, sorry, potentially more a forward that might swing back. Yeah. Um, as needed, as opposed to being the backman who might be swung forward. Um, so probably one to avoid at this stage now, um, unfortunately for all of us. Yep, absolutely. Well, Liam, that uh, rounds us out for another episode as we, um, as I guess we look towards the upcoming official preseason matches mm. across this coming weekend. So just looking forward to some great broadcast quality matches I can watch without being dizzy. You... Can you confirm that or are they just going to give... Oh, and then he's going to give the K, the KO guys that's going to do a do a second second job, outsource yeah, oh, it to well, them. I think, yeah, that's true. But will will Seven have it, or is it Fox and KO again? I think it's I Fox and KO. Oh God, surely mm. not. Surely not. Oh God, just just shut ourselves just in. Be yeah. Take take some uh take some quells for that seasickness before you start the game. Start watching. Oh my god! Yeah, where are they being played? Is it actually at normal grounds? No, Essendon's playing St Kilda at uh, Seaford, off memory. Oh god! Why god? Why? Let's have a quick look. Let's just. I just yeah, I was hoping that they were going to be at actual venues where they have broadcast quality cameras, but if not, well then, we are done cooked. Absolutely yep. cooked. We are. Are they calling it the Amy? No, they're not, are they? Utah's Fremantle Oval, Brighton Homes Arena, RC what? Park. Yeah, RC Park down at uh, Seaford, I think. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Blacktown oh, International yeah. Sports Park, Mineral Resources Park, uh, Icon, and Casey Fields. Well, then, we are cooked. Okay, well, let's uh, take those Vertico tablets and uh, seasickness tablets. And woohoo! Travel sickness will be right. We'll be fine. Maybe. Yeah, hopefully. Oh, well. Yeah. Anyway, uh, we'll keep you up to date. We'll keep you up to date on all of the information. Uh, and you can keep up to date with us on our socials as we'll be, as I said, posting those updates and any news as it comes to hand. And of course, if you're keen to join in the discussion, we encourage you to do so by commenting below this video if you're watching us on YouTube. And don't forget to like, subscribe, all that to our channel. And you can catch, and just before I jump into the you can catch us on, um, send us through any any questions that you may have. And if you want to have your team reviewed, we might do this in an upcoming episode as well. We might do a few team reviews. Yeah. Um, in the video, but uh, just, yeah, let us know. Let us know. We're all more than happy to have a look at that. But uh, let's move on to our social channels, and they are Twitter at supercoach underscore edge. You'll find us there for all the latest news and updates at DamoJ88. For Damon, myself at Liam Evans underscore 95. Facebook, Insta, TikTok, search supercoach edge, and you will find us there. Very nice. Well, uh, also, just before we sign off, mm. probably should reserve this uh, this spot here. Yes. Uh, to just shout out a massive thank you to Abs Magic, otherwise known as the Scottfather, as he calls himself. <laughs> uh, in recent weeks, he has used his super coach, superpowers for good, and done his best to promote the likes of us, along with many other content creators. So 
I just think the positive impact he has had on the Supercoach mm. community has just been nothing short of incredible. So a big thank you goes out to him. And if for some reason you're not following him or familiar with his work, we encourage you to go and check out his YouTube channel to see the amazing work, ideas, everything that he parts on the Supercoach community. Um, absolutely amazing. And for, give him a follow on Twitter as well. Definitely. And having said that, talking about promotion, as we record this episode, he's actually just flicked through his exclusive episode that he's given us to just to grace our channel with, really. Uh, and it is the next episode. It's actually part three of what he's been calling Scottfather's Supercoach Secrets Revealed. So Ooh. if the episode hasn't been put up prior to this episode, you'll see it shortly after this episode. So look out for that. Give it a look. Give it a like. Give it a subscribe. All that sort of stuff. Because that's what he's doing. He's promoting all of us uh, just absolute minnows uh, in comparison to him. Mm. Um, he's He knows his stuff and he's weaving his absolute magic. So I don't know. Just his abs know. magic. Oh, <laughs> you've done it. That should be his, that should be his, his, uh, his catchphrase or something. Although, no, he's already got one, hasn't he? It's nice to be important, but it's important to be nice. Which is what, what he does. Exactly right. That's what he lives by. Mm. And that's what we all should be living by. So we are... Uh, honestly feel so privileged and blown away by his generosity. So yeah, check out his work and check yeah, out uh, his fantastic work that he's, uh, that he's graced our channel with. Uh, very, very grateful for that because uh, there's some absolute gems in there. I'll, I'll give him that absolute gems. Uh, so Liam, until next week, we'll uh, catch you. I'll be catching you at the same time, same place, same super contribution. <laughs> oh wait, sorry. We'll see you again tomorrow, guys. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 